0: Countrywide on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal. Bringing 379,000 readers the latest farming news and the best of rural Ireland weekly.
1: I want to double back now to a theme that we opened the programme with this morning, biodiversity and one of the threats that it must weather. Alien invasive species, new arrivals to a landscape that manage to outcompete local species for survival. They can be plants, animals, insects or they can be arachnids like the noble false widow spider. These guys live longer, are hardier, reproduce more, have venom 230 times more deadly than their indigenous cousins who are clearly no match for them. But that venom, according to Dr. Michelle Dugon at the Venom Systems Lab in the University of Galway, may yield vital ingredients for insecticides and even cancer medications. Lorna Siggins went to the Venom Laboratory in University of Galway along to learn how to identify these spiders. but first. She got a bit distracted by a French speaking Tegu lizard.
0: So, Sava Kingi! Where is it? She doesn't
1: have the big tweezer. Come on, hey! Oh go. my goodness, was she sleeping?
0: Yes, yeah, she tends to sleep most of her days, but well. as you can see, when she's Aww. out, she's
1: out. Right, so tell me who we're looking at now. So, this
0: is Kenga. Kenga is an Argentine black and my Tegu and we got her just before the pandemic started. And with these types of animals, you want to raise them young because you have it where if you do that, you can make them more personable and better. It's like with a dog. So I'm gonna put her outside so she can have a little walk around. Okay. And we can continue to talk. So Kenya uh, was raised at Michelle's house to allow that. Mm-hmm. And so she's able to be picked, pet up uh, She goes and walks with a dog leash during the hot weather. And she understands French more than me which is uh, embarrassing at times
2: to deal
1: with. Right. And Michelle, why does she understand French?
2: Because uh, with COVID, yes, we had to take care of her so on a daily basis, make sure she was well-trained and she was living at home uh, with my wife and two kids as well. So she, she just picked up a few French words because obviously I'd speak to her in French and uh, she just started to understand uh, a few comments uh, just to come over that it was food time and so on. And because she was used to the French, we've we've kept that going. Nice. So here is the first uh, bilingual lizard in the world, I think.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. And is it by sight or is it by smell that she everything. knows you? Yeah. So yeah. By everything. So yeah. she
0: can see, they have really good vision because they're predators. They have to have the good oh vision to see right. prey. Yeah. She has really good hearing as well, but that tongue is forked. So the fork allows her to pick up the smells because they smell through taste. So she can pick it up, she brings her tongue back in, up into her nose, and tickles it, and brings it back out. And they can tell very small amounts of sm- uh, trace of smell to tell what it is. So that's why. So you can the see already she's going out. up, climbing up on him. Because oh she knows goodness. it's her dad. So she's our most personable animal in here. So we feed her twice a week.
1: Right, and what does she eat?
0: So on Tuesday she eats strawberries, blueberries, bananas, mangoes, and boiled eggs. And on Friday she eats three chickens.
1: <laughs> three whole
0: chickens? Well, three, like uh, about two month old chicks. But uh, yeah, she eats a huge variety. Of that. She Instead of her five a day, she gets five a week.
1: We could have spent all day in the animal room, but we had a spider hunt to carry out. Dr. Dugon took me out onto the University of Galway's campus to look for some noble false widows.
2: So we are just outside the library on the south campus of the University of Galway. And uh, we are going to be looking for some noble false widows. The noble false widow originates from the Canary Islands and Madeira. And uh, as such, uh, it doesn't do too well uh, in the natural Galway weather and prefers to uh, living in and around artificial buildings where they can be sheltered from the wind and the rain. So we can look actually at air vents that provide uh, the perfect cover for those spiders. They can just hide in those air vents and be well protected throughout the year. And here is one,
0: a juvenile
2: one. Really? Yeah that's a juvenile just here so she's a very small specimen and she'll probably go and try and hide in a crevice.
1: And how <laughs> do you know that is um, a noble false widow as compared to any other type of spider?
2: Because of the dorsal marking so when you see a spider that has a rather bulbous and shiny abdomen with those kind of white or cream um, design or dots on its back, you know that you're dealing with one of the false widows. And there are three types of false widows in Ireland. Two of them are native, and uh, the other one is the noble false widow, so, which is alien and, and most certainly invasive too. And there it goes.
1: But you've obviously got fantastic (laughs) eyesight.
2: I've been been looking for them for the past seven years, so I I, I have a trained eye compared to the the general population. Right. And I'm sure that if we look carefully, we might be able to spot some others. If there is a juvenile around, there should be some adults around too, somewhere. Okay. It's now middle of the day and uh, large females tend to to be active more at night rather than during the day.
1: Okay, so therefore farm buildings would be a good habitat for this type of spider?
2: Yes, so even in fairly rural areas, uh, a farm building would be ideal then. Any place that protects them enough so they remain dry and somewhat protected from the wind, is good enough for them.
1: You were saying that the noble false widow spider won't bite unless it's threatened. But you have dealt with reports of people being bitten, including a small baby. Have you had reports of any pets or animals being bitten?
2: So I've actually got reports of horses being potentially bitten. We could not demonstrate it beyond any doubt. But uh, the the wound that we've seen and the fact that the spiders were found between uh, the saddle and the skin of the horse, we can presume that this was, for example, a noble false widow. And uh, this is one of the rare cases.
1: And how was the horse?
2: Well, the horse was actually uh, developed um, fairly large, well and recovered obviously uh, without any specific treatment uh, because there is none anyway but uh, but it was impressive to see that such a small spider actually could inflict a potential injury even to a horse an animal that is then millions of times most likely uh, heavier than than the spider
1: and what should somebody do if they see a noble false
2: widow spider? What I would advise is just to capture the spider uh, using a glass and a piece of paper and to actually release it away from your home or from the stable or the shed where you caught it. So Insecticides are counterproductive because they're completely indiscriminate. We will also impact greatly the native spiders that are already dealing with a lot of, of, um, of difficulties one of them being the noble false widow and and what would happen is that we would just create a vacuum in our houses and sheds and stables for new spiders to come in and we know now that the spiders that are the most competitive and most able to conquer new territories are the noble false widow so ultimately it'd be counterproductive and you may even just just invite noble false widow in greater numbers Fascinating. Dr. Michelle Dugan talking to Lorna Siggins there.